Let's get ready to grumble! Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham. I'm back. We're back. Everyone's back except Daryl. Yeah, I'm here. Hello, Dan. <laughs> Hi. Dan's across the room from me. Yeah. How, how are we getting on? Oh, not bad. Good. I'm glad to hear I'm it. I'm back. Well, yeah, we're back. Back, baby. Like, just when you didn't expect us, boom, back. Yeah. Um, Unless you follow us on Twitter, you wouldn't have known we weren't doing a show last week. No. Because... It, it it was me it's a bit like it. a secret show except we just didn't do a show yeah <laughs> just we were supposed to record last week and neither of us were able to at the time and yeah it was like well we actually can't do a show this week yeah so, so that was uh, like a little surprise for you all like like i say instead of a surprise show we 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 didn't yeah but it was like a surprise in a way but it gave you know you know they say absence makes the heart grow fonder uh, which is why we're all growing a lot fonder of Daryl at the moment because he's <laughs> he's explicitly absent. But hey, uh, we didn't miss much, did we? Just a quiet couple of weeks. Yeah, quite a couple. Yeah, of weeks. nothing much happened, did it? Nothing much happened. No, no. Although there was a whole pay per view. What whole pay per view? Did you know it was on? Uh, I found out Sunday evening. Yeah. Just before I went to bed. Yep. I found out. Well, I think I found out through YouTube somehow. <laughs> I actually found out because it was May nineteenth and. You know May nineteenth wrestling yeah. in it, so remembers. Yeah, so money in the bank was this weekend, and uh, yeah, that was quite. I think you described it as quite an enjoyable show. Yeah, I really for enjoyed it for a very specific it. reason. Yeah, so uh, the key ha- a pay per view that was under three hours. How enjoyable is that? that right, immediately that's a positive. Uh, the pay per view was actually three hours and thirty six minutes. But what I did was I fast forwarded through anything that wasn't a match. There you go. Including one of the matches that wasn't really a match. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just fast forwarded through stuff and it made it much more enjoyable because there wasn't really long intros. I didn't have to sit and watch someone in the background stand awkwardly in the ring while their music played while they introduced the 16 other countries' uh, announced teams. Didn't do any of that. Just uh, enjoyed some wrestling. So, just to be clear, you, you didn't watch the pre show? No, I didn't watch oh, the pre show. Okay. Do you know who was on the pre show? No. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan against the Usos. Why was that on the pre-show? I did find it weird that Daniel Bryan wasn't on the pay-per-view. Right, yeah, because he was on the pre-show. That's why he'd gone home. He'd gone home by the time <laughs> it started, probably. Uh, it kicked off with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, which was pretty good. There was one moment in the match that was a bit weird. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're referring to. Uh, Carmella getting her leg twisted and then very loudly telling Mandy Rose, get away from me while limping and Mandy Rose not knowing what to do so continually trying to grab her <laughs> some people aren't really workers are they like yeah you know what I mean but then it was the weird thing of they could they could have signaled to her something saying something's gone wrong here but they kept the camera on it yeah that wasn't the brightest like for some, some for someone who's supposed to be so meticulous in their editing that wasn't the best bit of editing well i won't even say meticulous but some parts of the rest of the show was giving me motion sickness oh well, don't um, yeah Let's... whereas this was this was a static shot for a while yeah but I, uh, I i really enjoyed the women's money in the bank match like my, i just want to know my favorite spot of it go on the best spot was obviously ember moon yeah. doing the eclipse on natalia literally for the tweet 
Toke of the Eclipse of the Heart. Yes! <laughs> Nail- well done. Thank you. Well done, Ember Moon. <laughs> D- like, I-, I can't decide whether I like the Eclipse or the Pond better. It-, it-, it was really good. Jumping from outside the ring off the really giant ladder. Yeah. Did you notice there was one ladder? Well, there was two on the ra- on the entranceway that were really, really big, and I really hoped that would get used at some point. I thought, that ricochets that. Well, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? Off Ricochet's the... doing his double moonsault again. I think they, but... they just need to be a little bit closer to the ring for you to think they would get used. Well, it's, they, really? they could carry it to the ring. There's a lot of effort there. No, yeah. The people who would need to use it, they don't need that sort of effort, do they? Well, yeah. As we'll see. But it was a really good match, and especially seeing Bailey win the match. Yeah, Bailey won. really good. Nikki Cross was in the match, by the way, which obviously... She replaced Alexa Bliss. Who... Yeah, and she was getting huge ovations whenever yes, she did she anything. Yeah, obviously yeah. we know why, don't we? We don't <laughs> want Nikki Cross is so popular, obviously because she's the best Scott on the roster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to disagree with you. Uh, well, actually, no, Amdar isn't on the roster anymore, is he? So no, technically he's on the NXT UK roster. So, yeah, yeah, sure. Best one on the main roster. And Bailey won. Yeah, and Bailey won it, which was really good and yeah. made me happy. Yes, it was nice. A yeah. nice little moment. That was good. Happiness for Bailey. Yes. Um, which we'll obviously get back to. Uh, next up was Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe, which got Samo- cut short. Well, apparently. yeah, Samoa Joe bled, and so they counted him pinned when his shoulder wasn't down. Yeah, that was really bad. It was a it was a night of weird ref decisions. Considering after the WrestleMania main event, they find that referee because Ronda's shoulder wasn't fully down. Did they? Yeah, and oh, apparently man. Vince like told them off for it. I'm sure. Right, hold on. Can I just say, like, we have a go at Vince a lot, and often with good reason. But um, I, I'm shocked that Vince hasn't fired that. Like, how how has he not been sacked for the moment there? Like, or was it that it was? Oh, I never know with these things. Like, they're told to cause a shoot, aren't they? So was it planned, and he just didn't know it, so he was told off because he didn't know it was planned? Oh God, no. Yeah. Knows? The referees did something in this. In the first match as well, that was a bit suspect. And I can't remember what it was. But the worst referee... This was the second worst referee in, I think. Because I can understand if it's the finish and you need to count it. But then if your shoulder's clearly up, you need to do something. And you've got two very capable people in the ring who can improvise off it. But they wanted the match finished because he was he had a little bit of blood coming from his nose. Yes. It all went underneath his eye as well. Did you notice? Yeah. All smeared across his face. That was face. from when he was rolled up and his shoulder wasn't down. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Ironically enough, he doesn't have a great deal of luck with the old blood, does he? Samoa yeah. Joe. He you remember that time? That, yeah. He just. I mean, I assume that's a result of his. I mean, he's no Jeff Cobb for it. Like Jeff Cobb breaks his nose every match. <laughs> like Jeff, cause he, he bled at Madison, Madison Square Garden as well. Um. Yeah. Jeff Cobb busts his nose every match. There's just something wrong with his nose. At some point, that'll just be a spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? a, Jeff Cobb bust his nose again. Way <laughs> pop. Uh, yeah. Next, next was the uh, so after that sort of mini non-match, whatever you want to call it, was uh, Shane McMahon against the Miz in a cage. I have a few problems with this. Go for it. Uh, it the what match... was your problem with the with your favorite McMahon? The uh, don't have the energy. There, was, there was a few bits that were all right in this match, but I had three main issues with it. First off, is it we didn't need a cage match on a show with two ladder matches. It's a bit overkill. Well, yeah, but I mean, if a few, uh, to be fair, I'll say this much: at least the feud, at least it made sense in terms of the feud. Like, you know, like, admittedly, it didn't make sense in terms of the way the last one ended, but it made yeah. sense. I, I could understand the logic, even if it was slightly flawed logic. Well, that's I mean? my number two. I was thinking through this match: if Shane McMahon wins, the only way he can do it is if Miz looks stupid again. 
And it's that problem that they're still having. It's not been as pronounced recently, I don't think, but stupid babyface. Yeah. Miss turns babyface, and he's just gone stupid. Yeah, he was stupid last time with his babyface as well, wasn't he? Yeah. He's just a notoriously stupid babyface. And often, don't get me wrong, so many babyfaces are stupid, but they seem to really reserve a lot of stupidity for the Miz. Yeah, so stupid babyface was a problem, costing himself the match again. Uh, my main problem with this is early in the match, Miz gets Shane in a figure four. Yeah. And they make a massive deal about how there's no rope breaks. Mm-hmm. So then, Miz hits skull crossing finale, pins Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon grabs the rope and the referee stops counting. And Michael Cole went apoplectic on commentary, <laughs> going, there's no rope breaks. Like, his shoulder's not off the mat, so you should have kept counting. What are you doing? And you know, he's just communicating Vince. <laughs> well, it, Vince is wrong. On this, right? Because here's my thing. The no rope breaks thing, in my head, was always, right, you put a submission on, okay, and someone makes the rope. The minute that they make the rope, that submission is invalid. Yeah. Okay. Now, in a no DQ match like a cage match, you shouldn't have to relinquish the hold, but it just means that it doesn't matter if he taps out. It doesn't matter. that You haven't relinquished the hold, so... No, because... That it's not been done in WWE, but I have seen it done in other places where matches that specifically have no rope breaks, or even the old pure title matches in Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, they used where to the have ropes, three rope breaks, didn't the they? The ropes are used as in the submission, and they count. And it's just more of a case of the only reason to use the ropes is for leverage to pull yourself out of the move, like Shane McMahon did to pull himself towards the outer ring. The reason it's a rope break for a pinfall is because technically, by grabbing the rope, part of you is outside the ring and you can't be pinned outside the ring. However, in a cage match, that doesn't count because everything enclosed in the cage counts as a pinfall. I mean, either way, it's still like you can't have one spot that's based on it being one way and one spot that's based on it being the other. So it's still ridiculous. I just... I was like, I didn't get why Michael Cole was suddenly going like that. And then, like you say, of course, it just ends up making look make uh, Miz look stupid. Yeah. Again. And it was not right. He got Shane McMahon's shirt though, so yeah. You know, every cloud. <laughs> Swap shirts after the match. <laughs> no. Great. Uh, oh, uh, we didn't mention Sami Zayn, by the way. Having a go, having a bit of a. Oh, getting I'm, reverse. Cru- oh no, it weren't here where he got crucified, were it? No, but it was it was where he was here when he was um, having a go at Triple H, who was just there for no obvious reason. Yeah, singing about, isn't he? Yeah, naturally. And then he was hanging upside down. But yeah, the cruiserweight championship match. Cruiserweights got onto the onto the pay per view. Yay. Yay! And it went what ten minutes? Yay! Yeah, it was it was an all right match, and you can see that they're really trying. But it's the Tony Nese problem. As good as he is, it's still Tony Nese. There's no like. Anytime people who don't watch 205 Live have seen him, he's been a heel, and all of a sudden he's a babyface, and why should you care? Yeah. And Davari probably wasn't the best opponent for this match, like, to actually have him on a pay-per-view. If they've had someone maybe a little more recognisable who've been on pay-per-views before challenging him, it meant more. True. Like I say, I think, I mean, part of it is the 205 Live problem, part of it is just it's the Tony Nese problem. Sorry, you can't, like... I don't know. Maybe that's a problem with the two, with the cruiserweight division as a whole. It's yeah. just like it's, I, I don't know. I'm just still a little bit like, so what? You it's know? that weird thing where they almost make someone a star, uh, not even a star. Like someone will become recognizable, and then they take the title off them, 
and then that's it. So they've done it with Ali. Well, Ali wasn't champion, but it was in ma- title matches. Yeah. Buddy Murphy is going to SmackDown, but hasn't been on there yet. <laughs> what is that about? Buddy wow. Murphy's really good, apart He's from th- spamming New Japan finishes. Well, yeah, but like, why? Why have they now? To, why don't take him off? Just don't. Uh, anyway, I'm not even going to start to get into that. But yeah, um, yeah, like I say, the problem is that they never see it. This, straight after it's like, oh, Braun's like, oh, I didn't hurt Sami Zayn. Someone's hurt Sami Zayn. He's gone to the local medical medical facility because yeah, God forbid they say hospital. Yeah. And then we have the double header of the women's championship matches. Yeah, or I really, did. We oh, oh, I really enjoyed all of this. Well, I was really pleased that the first one was quite short. Yeah, Lacey Ev- So, the thing that bugged me about this match was the commentary. They kept pressing this point that Becky Lynch didn't have tape to watch on Lacey Evans. So, you're telling me she doesn't have the WB network? Yeah, where, where she's where she been in NXT for a year and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, searched for Lacey Evans' name afterwards to prove the point. <laughs> she has had loads of matches. Yeah. Like, there's loads of stuff to watch. If it doesn't exist because it's not on WB. Yeah, that really also you know that Lacey Evans is definitely a Vince project. He's like, I got this brand new woman, but Vince, she's been a shut up, brand new. Yeah, a brand new woman who looks just like the other one that he really loves. He's got a type. <laughs> yeah, you mean everyone that he really loves? Like, they look like this. This is what they should look. But yeah, um, I don't think Lacey Evans is necessarily ready for that spot. I also don't. I I think she'll she'll quickly sink and disappear well by the looks of it her and becky lynch continuing feuding mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got becky lynch beat lacey evans and then that went i really like the fact that charlotte flair came straight out and was like let's have our match now i really yeah. like that yeah that was nailed on for her wasn't it, it was a nailed yeah. on for her character that was, as well that's the best she, thing she's done as a heel like yeah. coming out and saying no we're having a match right now yeah um i didn't mind the finish i thought at first, I was like, "Well, the I, weird I, finish where she like, what what happened with the crazy? Like, she had her in what looked like a pin, and then yeah. something. There was something weird about the finish. Well, Lacey Evans interfered to cost Becky Lynch the match. Yeah, but um, like at first, I was kind of like Stone Cold would have won both matches, <laughs> and I was going back to that again. But then I thought, actually, no, it's fine because of what happened afterwards. Yes, it is. But um. Yeah, there was the suggestion that that whoever won the money in the bank would have to cash in surely that night because, you know, the champion was having two matches. So why would you not? Mm. But I like the way that they sort of subverted that a little bit. Yeah. In that they didn't have the money in the bank winner go after the person who had been in two matches. They instead had the baby face go after the person who took advantage of the person who had been in a previous yeah. match. And that was quite a nice way of subverting it. So I, And how they did it as well. So Bailey came out to save... Becky Lynch from a two-on-one beatdown. Yeah. And then realized that Charlotte Flair had got knocked out on the ring post uh, trying to do a spear. And then suddenly realized, oh, I could take advantage of this and won the title. And yeah. I was really happy. Yeah, it was, everyone was really happy. It was yeah. sort of got a big reaction for her as well. And that now makes uh, Bailey the first uh, women's Grand Slam champion. Yeah. She won, she's won the Raw, the SmackDown the uh, NXT and the uh, the tag team championships. I'm really happy for Bailey, but there was a little part of me that's a bit cynical. Mm, go and on. I was thinking. Yeah. Do you think that they're yes, ringing up Sasha? Yes. And saying, "Look, look what we've done for Bailey." Like, I think I know. I don't think they're ringing up Sasha. I think it's just, oh, well done, Bailey. 
wasn't that good turn to camera and look directly down dye your hair wasn't that good you're the boss of the division now (laughs) oh legit i mean it's straight up like i'm absolutely convinced it was a message to sasha whether they should whether they were bringing her up or not it's definitely a message to her yeah but i'm still pleased for bailey um just a note on the uh, Sami Zayn crucifixion thing there was a slight hope that i was like it could be uh bray wyatt well but then i also thought it could be luke harper and, and all this yeah. stuff all this stuff they've that gone was, it's never going to be luke harper no i actually did think uh, bray wyatt was probably the prime candidate in my mm-hmm. head apart from because when they said it was wasn't braun Strowman, that seemed like the logical yeah uh way for that to go well apparently Bro- uh, bray wyatt was supposed to be on raw this week but um he oh actually on raw because i was yeah. gonna say they had another very brief yeah but it was from previous fun houses yes it was yeah. uh, because he was supposed to come back but um him and jojo had their first kid last week i thought i read something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was a lot of complications to do with it so they decided yeah, not to bring him back read, for this one yeah. and let him stay home yeah oh shit oh Everything's all right with that. That was yeah. what I led to. Yeah. Rotten beer. Rotten business, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the next match? Next up was the. Right. This was. Next up was the match they did where. You remember how I said they should have done the Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin match that never happened at WrestleMania? Mm. Well, they just did it here with Elias instead. <laughs> Roman Reigns spearing Elias and winning in 10 seconds. Which. I don't think I'm really against in some on some level. Like Elias isn't, he's not getting over on the basis that he yeah. can have 20 minute classics, is he? He's getting over on his character. So, so they had the segment as well. Like they showed Roman Reigns coming to the ring here. Yeah. And Elias stuck up behind him and smacked him with his with guitar. guitar. Yeah. And then came out and had an electric guitar, saying, "Oh, my acoustic's broken, so uh, we're going electric tonight." Do you think? Uh, do you think Roman Reigns wanted to watch Game of Thrones, and that's why? Uh... Probably. Yeah. Definitely. Did you know Elias is actually endorsed by Fender? No, but that's hilarious. <laughs> that's why all his guitars are Fender now. Really? They genuinely sponsored, like endorsed him. Imagine that. Imagine Which is nuts. Strug- I was gonna say, imagine if you're a struggling musician, you see a wrestler has got a better guitar deal than you have. At least he's actually been learning. Like compared to when he first started doing this in NXT, and he had really like when he'd be playing chords, they'd be really scratchy and stuff, and the rhythm didn't quite work which is what it's like when you first start playing whereas now he's like he's, he knows his scales he does a lot of his blues scales and stuff yeah. and yeah he's, he's not as bad now but uh, yeah like and as daryl posted on our twitter our twitter anyway here's wonder wall <laughs> <laughs> it i will say though that the uh fender the fender acoustics aren't that great oh really yeah, they've got a reputation for being kind of poorly made, and uh, the ones he uses, it's the because he used a telecoustic for a while, and it just sounds like a Telecaster, but it's got a hole in it, so it's just a bit louder. Yes, uh, that that's is... a Telecaster. My blue guitar there. Ah, yes, that's a Telecaster. Yes. For the listeners, it's a blue g- guitar. Like the one Joe Strummer had in the Clash. Like the one Joe Strummer had in the Clash. Is it the one that he smashed on that the cover of the London Collie? It's not him smashing a guitar on the cover of London Collie. Someone smashed. It's the it's the bassist smashing his bass. Oh well, what's the, cover, the point then? Bloody guitars! All I think over I the might place. be wrong, but I think it's the bassist. You're probably right, to be honest. And frankly, of the two of us, you're more likely to know and more likely to be right. Uh, speaking of knowing what was right and what was good, uh, Seth Rollins are getting JJ Styles. So one of the things I said about this uh, before this match happened, I was like, 
it's a shame that we don't have a heel champion right now. Because there's something WWE's never done, and for Progress's credit, they did this last year. If the Money in the Bank match was the was happening on a show, and you were champion, and you were heel champion, why have they never done a segment where the champion goes to Vince or Triple H backstage and demands that their match isn't the main event? So they don't want to take the risk that someone will try and cash in on them tonight. Yeah. They did that in progress when it was the Natural Progression Series final because that has like a Money in the Bank style clause to it. Yes. And Travis Banks came out. They announced that the final was happening and then Travis Banks came out and said, no, no, my match is happening now. I'm not taking a chance on one of those two attacking me after my match uh-huh. to try and win my title off me when I'm when I'm not ready. So we'll do the title match now and then we'll do the that as the final. I like that. That's quite clever. Yeah. It's a shame we don't have a heel champion yeah, for someone true. to do that. Yeah, it's annoying. But anyway, this match was quite good. Yeah, it was very good. I'd say actually. Yeah, yeah, was... yeah like um, probably the best match on the card. Like it was the quality you would expect as well. It was about twenty minutes or so. It's just what um, it was what you would expect from a Seth Rollins against AJ Styles. Yeah, this match, is what AJ Styles versus Finn Balor that the other year should have been if they hadn't have done a ridiculously long tour before it. Even though they have done a ridiculously long tour. They had a good tour, match though. I, I, I like. Yeah, that they match. Had, they had a good match. Yeah. Um, that's a point I haven't made yet on this show. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of the reason there was a few botches for this show and the referees were so bad is because this show is literally the end of a two-week tour cycle yeah, with no days off. And they've been in Europe as well. Yeah. They? So it wasn't even... Not just a tour, but a tour across the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, so... But it's still good, though. I mean, this is... Might be a bit tired. <laughs> I assume, well, Exactly. I assume these two are going to have another match, so you'd have to say it's pretty good in terms of that... Uh, I I was really glad at the end that AJ didn't turn heel as well. Yes. I was really glad that he just shook his hand and said the thing of, do you know how hard this is for me to like acknowledge that you were the better man? Like, And I, I really liked that moment because we don't get them often in WWE. True. I half expected him to just kick him in the balls. Yeah. I, I thought I thought they were going to start slapping each other and then hug. <laughs> they didn't do that. I mean, apparently. Doing not. the old Anoki. Yeah, but yeah, sure, why not? Um, yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I think... Um, I think... I still would see more potential going forward, though. In but then I, I I don't know. Like I in my head, I go there's more potential in AJ reforming the club. But if they're going anyway, then what's the point? So I don't know. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, it's not really, is it? Uh, Lars Sullivan did a thing. Yeah, so uh, burst himself open. By the way, yeah, I say I, burst himself. I fast forwarded through this, and not because of all the stuff that's come out of the past week or so no. about what Lars Sullivan said. Because it's Lars Sullivan. Yeah, because. Lucha House Party showing up for an unannounced match. Like, what's Who the cares? what's the bet? Right. Like, it's not like they're gonna have three other people come out and they're gonna have a barnstorming like PWG yeah. style six man tag. Yeah, here come they're the Lucha not. Brothers and uh, Dragon Lee to come in. Yeah, like that's not gonna happen. It's yeah, it's not gonna happen. So I, I knew, and then Lars Sullivan comes out and does his thing. Yeah, does that power bomb in the exact same way he always does that power bomb across the ring. Burst himself open in the process. Yeah, or, was it Callisto that reckons he he cut him open or something? One of them. Yeah, claiming. I mean, it, it takes some balls to have him beat up three Latinas after all stuff that came out about him. But apparently, he has been trying to make amends and stuff, and he's they they knew about it before he came up and. Even though they find him a hundred thousand dollars, well, a lot of these things, like a lot of these things, you look at and you go, "But you must have known." They apparently you must have known. They were aware of it all before, and part of the reason he had the panic attack apparently was because of the possibility of this coming up again. That was one thing that was said, right? 
like part of it was the anxiety and worry that they'd had a discussion saying this stuff might come out again and if it does we need to deal with it okay well. yeah but he uh he, he used to hold some bad opinions and apparently he's changed now um you'd like to blink and think so wouldn't you yeah but yeah having him, especially after all that him coming out and beating up three mexicans well Free Latinas. Free Latinas, not Mexicans. They're not all Mexican, are they? No. Exactly. Just be you be careful, you. Right. Uh, and then um, Kevin Owens against Kofi uh, Kingston was next. This was a good match as well. I yeah, thought. it was. Yeah, I think I think it probably suffered from being after AJ and Seth, so, yeah. if I'm honest. But I might have been tempted to do them the other way around. But um, it was a good match nonetheless. Yeah, like um, they... This feud... No one seems to be sure if it's going to continue for reasons I'll get into a little bit yeah. later on, but uh, it was pretty good in terms of like obviously you know, it's just it's, I think part of the issue is going to be going forward if they're going to carry on long term is that for as much as I like him and as much as the moment as WrestleMania was great, the WWE champion is still Kofi Kingston. I I think it's working so far, and it is. But I hope they don't try. I hope that, like for example, he'd not be the guy to have a long reign. Do you know what I mean? No. Like a couple of months, fine. Maybe another mm. month or so after that. But and I think they are booking him against the right people. Is by the right people? Do you mean other upper mid carders? Yeah, yeah. That's the ones who point. actually try in their matches is what I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, it's true. not like it's on Saudi Arabia show they're not doing Kofi Kingston versus Goldberg. No, and there's good reason for that. No, <laughs> well, yeah, there's a very good reason for that. Partly because obviously Goldberg would have to win. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think. Alex Goldberg think he is pack. Uh, oh, 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 here he is. Oh, here he is. <laughs> He's all in. He's all in on pack. Bloody take that pack. Take that mate with your blinking. But we'll dragon. talk about that in a bit. Yeah, we will. I'm not as salty as I sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, I, I think it's like I say. Part, part of the issue might just be that it's uh, maybe I can't quite get over the stumbling block of it being Kofi Kingston like there's one it's one thing to be in that moment where he wins the title and there's euphoria and Wrestlemania and everything and it's another thing to be the champion defending it and uh, I don't know I, I, I wonder if maybe um, maybe it's going to sort of run its course quite quickly I think is Kofi your Jericho what do you mean so Jericho I always felt this way about Jericho Oh like right, yeah. When Jericho had the of... title, like in the in two thousand eight, even though how good when we look back his reign was, uh, well that whole thing was like he still felt like it's an upper mid carder rather than the main event. I think there might be an element of that, yeah. And I don't think it helps with who he's facing off against. But then of course the problem would be if you put him against the higher tier competitor, then well does he look like he should be outmatched? You know, so it's, it's not a case of him being outmatched. It's that the matches probably won't be that good. Well, there is that as well. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then the uh, the main event was the uh, the ladder match. So uh, featuring told... the stupidest man in the history of the world, Ali. <laughs> I told you this before we started recording. That um, my other half turned to me and said, "This show's actually been pretty good." I'm like, "Yeah, it's because we're fast forwarding through guff." And she goes, oh, no, but the matches have actually been good. I went, yeah, I agree. Which means that something weird's got to happen in the main event to make you think, eh? Like, ultimately, you should always come out of a WWE pay-per-view thinking, huh. That seems like the reaction they go for a lot. I've, it, it just depends on the level of, huh. Whether it's, oh, that was so low. <laughs> you know my feelings you know daryl's feelings you <laughs> yeah. know what i'm gonna say don't you right it wasn't the fact that he won it or anything it was uh. just the fact that 
it was like, wait, what circumstances do we have for him running out here? It was a really good match. Um, I, I do like Randy Orton as well. Has been making fun of it the last few days by saying, uh, "I need to learn how to take more silly bumps." Take more ladder bumps. Well, yeah. Finn Balor needs to learn how not to. Good lord. Yeah, he was getting killed in this match. Uh, what is a madman? I've never seen him as that type of person before, though. Like he's always been a bit of a you know he's always yeah. been that sort of high flyer type, but. No, he had that ladder match in NXT and he did a few... I was there, mate. (laughs) But he didn't have, like... He didn't do anything nearly this level. I think he took the the ladder on its side bump in that match. I seem to remember Joe giving him a suplex onto the ladder on its side. Oh, that wasn't the one I was thinking about. I was thinking about him and Kevin Owens. Oh, it might have been him and Kevin Owens. I then, don't sorry. think he did the ladder on the side thing and the Kevin. Oh, was it Kevin oh, Owens that did? Kevin the Owens on the side? might have done the. Bump. I think that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, because that's what I mean. Like, I had, um, I would have had Kevin Owens down as a crazy bumper. Don't get me wrong. I did not have Finn Balor down as a crazy bumper until he did that. The, the blinking spring off of the the one ray. Oh, that! I had to rewind that. Oh man! Like, I mean, to take it into weird territory. It reminded me of Clint Margera versus Connor Claxton from Tournament of Death the other year. When that they had, is what I was going to say, yeah, yes. When they yeah. had the barbed wire trampoline. No idea. I was they, straight up playing so with you. They got a trampoline, took the canvas part off it, and put barbed wire in the springs. Yeah, oh my God. And it turned out, so they went off the top of a lorry onto it. And when Connor Claxton hit it, he actually bounced because it had the tension for the first bounce at least. Oh, like actually held and that was amazing to see and it reminded me of that it got a big bounce on it it definitely did get a big bounce on it that's for sure mad Eddie, absolutely mad but all the way through it, i was kind of thinking who out of these do you actually see winning it no one that was the, like the only one you could see winning it is the person you don't want to win it which is baron corbin you know i always see drew winning things, yeah so but, but they're ruining true they're really ruining Are they, or is he just not that good? We know he's good. Do we, though? Here's my, here's my theory on it, right? He looks good compared to others in other companies because he's something different. But in WWE, he's just more of the same. No, like- he brings his... Pre- right, this is my theory, okay. If you see him in ICW, or you yeah. see him... In, he brings that presence and that huge frame that no one else in those promotions has. So he looks impressive. Yeah. In WWE, he's just another big, big bloke. I don't who, know. Who like, could talk in a funny accent. I'd say that thing where it's... I think the accent's what's, like, what's letting him down with Vince, probably. Racist? No, I'm saying Vince would have a problem with the accent. Oh, okay. Um, Because the thing, the thing I thought every match I saw of his was, what did WWE not see in this bloke? Like, look at him. He's, he's, he's a main eventer. Like... And they just don't seem to want to pull the trigger with him, and it's really strange. And it's but now it's getting to the point where he might have like missed the point of no return again. Well, there's always a point of return. The problem is it's usually long past when you should have returned. Yeah, they they pull the trigger about several months slash years too late. He'll probably lose a bunch of matches and then beat Roman Reigns for the title at WrestleMania or something daft like that. He won't beat Roman for title. No, Not Mania. Maybe at uh, Elimination Chamber and Roman wins it back from him yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like they missed a big opportunity with him. I still think he should be the one to go against Kurt in his last match. They should have done that switch around. Can we address the fact that Ali is the stupidest person in the history of the world? <laughs> right, he climbed all the way up to the ladder. He's got the blinking briefcase in his hand. 
and Brat's music hits, and he just stands there. Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's a Brat. There was a few occasions before this, because before that happened, I pointed out that one or two people who were probably inexperienced with this style of match mm-hmm. were climbing the ladder too quickly. <sighs> because Dana Brooke did it in the opening match, but then they covered for it really well with the, her grabbing, when she grabbed the hook, and then she got pushed off the ladder yep. and held on. But people climbing up and having to do the thing where they pretend they didn't know how to unhook it. And I know we've got previous with Jack Swagger. Yeah, he straight up didn't know how to unhook yeah. it. Um, Did he, Daryl? Jack <laughs> Swagger can't figure out simple clips. Daryl has just stopped going, he's going to unhook it, he's going to unhook it, he's yeah, going to yeah, yeah, He's it's... only just stopped now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a few people. Get it down. Ali did it earlier on in the match as well where he climbed the ladder too quickly and then realised when he was nearly at the top oh, there's no one here to stop me. I've got a good, like, 20 seconds before anyone gets to the top of his ladder to stop me. I need to do something. And then the Brock Lesnar one happened when Brock's music hit and he runs down and uh, kills a bunch of people. Did you notice that? What? Did you? Oh, so when he ran down to the ring, there was a ladder set up in the entranceway and he just ran by and just pelted it and it smacked all the camera guys and stuff who were stood next to him. The guy just hurts people. Yeah. Even when he's actually not trying to. So he comes in and he gets the briefcase and he laughs. Yes, he does. Right. And that's when we were sat there going, eh? Can can anyone just show up in these matches then and just grab the briefcase? Because if so, why doesn't everyone do that? And two, James Ellsworth is the first women's money in the bank holder. Right. But we established, didn't we? It was established later on on Raw, wasn't yeah, it? Which is unlike WWE to actually explain this out fully. To say that um, Paul Heyman on Raw said that he had last-minute negotiations to get Brock added to the match in place of Sami Zayn. Yeah, because Brock probably hurt Sami Zayn, let's be honest. I don't think they've actually explained what happened to Sami Zayn, because he was on SmackDown and they didn't talk about is that, it. Is that going to be the new uh, who who lifted the briefcase? For, or who lifted the... That um, was that was uh, Big Boss Man. It was, but they never told us it was Big Boss Man. <laughs> so it's going to be like that. It was every... GTV. Well, this is the thing. It's essentially implied that it's Big Boss Man, but it's implied that it was Brock, but no one knows for sure. Right. I'm going to defend I'm going to defend Brock as Money in the Bank winner because, like, Money in the Bank is supposed to be a... Um, a, uh, like... I keep wanting to use the word impromptu, but that's not the word I mean. A... Build, sur- to build someone. Like, well, no. No, I don't. No, I don't mean that at all. I mean it's supposed to be a surprise, isn't it? That's part yeah. of the element. Is supposed to be the surprise element, right? The idea that Brock Lesnar can just show up whenever he wants, or sorry, whenever, like at any time, is a new element because until now, generally speaking, with that one exception of the <laughs> Hell in a Cell match, we've known when Brock Lesnar's coming because it's long advertised. I mean, he does tend to just show up when he wants and get title matches. That's kind but of his usually, thing. <laughs> but it is usually adva- announced in advance. Yeah, but now they've just taken out the part where they, they he gives them enough notice to say he'll be there. Right, they've taken that out, but added Boombox Brock. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Boombox Brock, right? First of all, the, the massive briefcase looks tiny in his hand, which is great. It looks like a lunchbox. Secondly, he uses the Boombox, and now that syncs up to any bit of music, which is great. Um... It's Boombox Brock. You can't go wrong, wrong with Boombox Brock. And ultimately, right, um, every, everyone always talks about money in the bank. Like, oh, it's going to make a star. It's going Right. Did it make Damien Sandow as a star? No, because he didn't win. Exactly. <laughs> did it make... Uh, did it, 
well, I suppose it sort of made the Miz the first time, but who? where is he now? He's back where he began, right? Stupid baby face. Well, exactly. He stupid, stupid babies need the most attention. Um, <laughs> he's, he, so I'm on board with it, frankly. I'm like... I, I, I've got no problems with him holding it. Like, who else in that match was going to win it? Exactly. Like, Alistair Black weren't even on TV this week. What what's going on? Uh, there was a really cool little video that got posted online, though. If you've seen it, where it's Selena Vega, it, like smiling at the camera, and Xavier Woods is in the background, and he comes in like, "Oh yeah," and then Alistair Black appears on the side, just staring him down, and Xavier Woods just looks up and goes, "Oh no," and runs <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, yeah. So we talked about the introduction of Boombox Brock on Raw, and that being established. Can we? Can we? I think we need to draw attention to the fact, though, that we're booking Raw. Yeah, we are. So you guys booked Raw two weeks ago. <laughs> well, what we did, we offered some suggestions on how to improve Raw. Right, and they took them. And they took them, and ratings went up this week. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't mean to brag, but we are the greatest wrestling podcast in the history of the world. And to go behind the scenes, we literally came up with them two minutes before we were due to record. That's how easy it is, WWE. They, well, to be fair, that's what they've been doing with their scripts lately. Yeah. So, so And that hasn't worked out well for them. Mine was the sensible idea of making one of the hours stand out mm, as different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sensible idea. Daryl's idea. Daryl said, why don't they make all the titles 24-7? I think I came back and said, well, how about just one title? Or just one Are day. Are you trying to claim all the, no, all the glory? No, uh, yeah, better not. Like, don't get me wrong, he's not here, so I'll happily hand it to you, but I think <laughs> you might be Marty when you get back. I mean, a 24-7 title got introduced. Yep. The segment where it gets introduced is a beautiful thing. Uh, unlike I, the belt, I, which is I, not a beautiful well, thing. This is, this is why. I had, to, I had to watch it when I heard about what happened, where they brought Mick Foley out, and Mick Foley's there putting over this new title that's going to like freshen up Raw and everything. The crowd's into it. The crowd's cheering along, and then he pulls the belt out, and there's a moment. There's about a good five seconds of kind of like, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then the crowd just turn on it when they see this horrible looking title. Yeah, and it's not even like horrible looking in the way that it should look horrible. You know, it's like, worse than those tag belts that look like a giant penny. It is worse than them. Like the whole, the whole point of a belt like that is it should look horrible. In the sense that it should look battered because someone's the hardcore title. Exactly. Like <laughs> the hardcore. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not saying they should have brought back the hardcore title, but they should have brought back the hardcore title. That would have been better. And the the good thing about this title is that. Oh, by the way, do you know who the most decorated champion in WWE history is? Uh, in the Raven. Yeah, it's Raven. Yeah, that might the get... hardcore title like 37 times or yeah. something daft. Um, so that might get changed. But uh, it's led to a lot of discussion about the uh, DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Championship. Of course. Which is the best 24-7 title of all time because it's been held by two ladders. Uh, the belt itself. Recently, an email won it. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> uh, they printed off an email and it fell on someone and, and the referee counted it. Excellent. Uh, Reddit won it once. Squared How Circle on Reddit won it. Reddit win it? Because Jarvis Cottonbelly, who wrestles in America, used to wrestle in Chikara, okay. he posts on Reddit a lot, on Squared Circle. Okay. And he submitted a post. And the referee, <laughs> <laughs> the referee went, you submitted a post. The, the Reddit's the champion. Uh, the crowd at Wrestle Circus were once the champion. Yeah. Because Joey Ryan um, s- submitted to them. He's like, oh, I give everything to you. And the referee goes, that counts as a submission. They're the champion. <laughs> and they all clapped. 
so the referee goes, you've just tapped out. Joey Ryan's the champion again. Excellent. And then the best one of that run was uh, Candice LeRae winning the title from Joey Ryan in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so the most re- there's a new champion of it, but the champion, uh, Yoshihiko is champion again. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, How? I, I don't know, but at one point Yoshihiko did lose the title to a desk, who then lost the title to a bowl, who then lost the title to some noodles that was in the bowl, who that, that then lost the title to some steak that was on top of the noodles. <laughs> Excellent. So, WBA, if you're going to follow any advice, look at DDT this time. Let's right. have some of that on Raw. <laughs> Can we point out who's already going to be the crash holly of this title, despite having not yet won it? It's Drake Maverick, of course. He needs to be. Yeah. Right, because he's he, he went on a social media campaign this week just going, where is R-Truth? Have you seen R-Truth? I want R-Truth. <laughs> After R-Truth left Raw with the title. <laughs> um, there's so much potential for this. And it gets it gets people who, like, ordinary, because they've got such a bloated roster. Mm. They, like, people like, like, just this week. Okay, sure, you can say it devalu- you, makes it a trivial title, but it's trivial in the first place. Like, Gallows and Anderson having to tug of war, tug of war for it. Titus O'Neil doing something other than sliding under the ring. Uh, it, another DDT thing they should copy. Um, is they have Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Battle Royals and normally the rules are they have a set time limit where the champion has to be in the ring. Right. And then they'll announce some competitors for it but anyone can come out during that time period because they know the champion's got to be in the ring at that time. Yeah. And they should do it like that where saying R-Truth's got, got to be in the ring for ten for 15 minutes today on Raw so anyone could come out and challenge him. But it's just constant challenges and... Like the Hardcore Battle Royal. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, basically just use those old ideas because they're always all, all the attitude idea era ideas are good. Uh, no joke, joking aside though, I, I like the fact that it's going to bring focus to people like Drake Maverick and all these you know, these guys that won't get on the telly if they're not on these sort of things. So that... I, I'm looking forward to the bit where like our truth runs away from someone through catering and you suddenly see people who haven't been on TV in months. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Good. <laughs> yeah, but you know, instead of that, it'll just be Otis Dozovich eating something, won't you? <laughs> eating a person. Probably. He'd eat a person. He would definitely eat a person. If not in real life, then certainly in gimmick. <laughs> um yeah, so so yeah, we we book raw. We're 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 the bookers now. Yeah. They're all supposed to be making the last hour more. We've got that Conrad uh, Thompson deal. <laughs> Bruce us, Richard. Alright, we're not them. Come on. We're better than them. Like Are we better than them? We are better than them. We're better, we're better than Conrad Thompson. Come on. Yeah, I won't lie about my stepdad. I don't have. Oh, I do have a stepdad. I don't. I don't wow. I, I don't have a. I don't have a father-in-law yet. Of course, you got a stepdad. Don't forget. <laughs> the stories I could. Oh, in case you're interested, I'm, I'm rubbing a pen against my own head. Uh, he, he once coloured his hair in with mascara. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, but can we say it was a highlighter? Because it's much better if you say it's a highlighter. No, no, ma- mascara is better because it, it, there's a lot more questions that can be raised from it. That I can answer, but I'll wait. He bought, <laughs> he bought his own mascara. No, he didn't, he didn't uh, just buy one. No. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So, um, also, also on the telly this week on the uh, Raw SmackDown and such, uh, Dolph Ziggler came back. <sighs> Yay! Do you know why? He's here to show the world. Do you know why? He's, he's literally here to show the world. Do you know why he's here to show the world? That he's had acting classes. Uh, well, that yes, <laughs> but do you know why the world specifically? It should have been me. Uh, yes, but do you know why the world specifically? Think about what the next event is. Well, the world specifically. 
Yeah, it's... Uh, Kevin Owens uh, won't go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. He says he doesn't want to go. Daniel Bryan's also said he's not going as yes. well. Roman Reigns, however, has gone all turn around on the idea. <laughs> I can't imagine why that would be dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> that works in, like, spoken context as well as, like, written context, right? Yeah. That's fine, isn't it? Oh, there's a thing I forgot to mention about Money in the Bank. They use Shane McMahon's theme music as the theme to the pay-per-view at the beginning again. Are you sure they did? Are you sure it wasn't that money? Money, money, money. Oh, yeah, it were. Yeah, Donald Trump's. That. Yeah, that's who's... Exactly, yeah. it was Donald Trump's theme. theme. It's even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, Dolph soon. Ziggler's uh, in the WWE title match in Saudi Arabia because uh, Kevin Owens won't go there, basically. Fair enough. On the subject of not going there uh, and refusing to uh, be involved in a title match or any sort of match, in fact, uh, Double or Nothings this weekend. Yeah. Ooh. And... Uh, Pack versus pages off. Yeah, so here's what or happened. On YouTube. Yeah. So Ooh. WrestleGate was this Saturday in Nottingham. Yeah. And Pack comes out at the end of the show and says, Whoever I was supposed to be facing, they've not shown up. So who's man enough to take on a horrible so and so? And Hangman Page came out. Yes he did. And they had a fifteen minute match that uh Hangman Page won by DQ. Yes he did. Um, from what I've heard, the match is actually really good. Because Hangman Page is really good. Um, and Pac is really good as well. So there's the, all sorts of rumours swarming yeah. the match that's now no longer on Double or Nothing. Though, so apparently what's happened is Pac won't do jobs while he's Dragon Gate champion. Right, which, the, which I mean, yeah, has on. been a thing anyway. Everyone knew it was a thing when he did the time limit draws. Uh, they apparently wanted Pac to beat Hangman Page anyway, but it's the yeah, so this is what's come out afterwards. Pac was supposed to beat Hangman Page, but the problem becomes then, if he beats Hangman Page, then the level of talent he goes against next is Kenny Omega. That's why he's in that six-man tag against Omega in the Young Bucks. Right. Um, it was supposed to be building towards Pac versus Omega, but they don't want Omega losing this early. Uh-huh. So that's where the problem comes, not in the first match. And they didn't want to do a draw or anything, to, so they didn't have to do the Omega thing because they saw the reaction it had got when he had the draw with Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay. Yes, and also they don't want to do dodgy finishes, says Dave Meltzer, who absolutely doesn't work for them. And, uh, I mean, look. Did someone not point out at some point, you know, this guy's got a title, right? We we might need to be careful and with this. It's not Dragon Gate who uh, have put... No, it's him. Team. I get it's, it's he's, him. He's not, insisted but, on it. But... When did they have the conversation with him about who's going to, who's going to do what? Yeah, it's doesn't smack of long term planning to me. Yeah, this this summit a bit iffy there, but they're a new company and stuff. It's it's one of those. They things. are, but, but the fact like, that this, I think what this what this corroborates for me is right. There are a lot of people who are willing. There's a lot of people who are jumping on the backs of AEW and going, "Oh, this proves that they can't do anything." Whatever. These things happen, right? These things happen to every uh, company. Do you think WWE, if they had a similar situation where someone was refusing to do a job, would... Well, they would probably sack him, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they they wouldn't do what AEW did, which was pay for Hangman Page to fly to England and work a match in a uh, in a gym in Nottingham um, <laughs> against Pac and well, put it on YouTube for free. Wasn't there talk of them doing that with a Daniel Bryan match? What was the Daniel Bryan match they were going to do in an empty arena in NXT or something? Or they were going to Photoshop it on or something? On it, do you remember? There was, was yeah, Bryan there was. Or? Yeah, it was going to be uh, sat for Saudi Arabia. Last That's year. right. Yeah, yeah. 
They ended yeah. up not doing that. But um, look, I'm not going to jump on them for it, but neither. I think it also serves as a bit of a warning to people who are like, "Wow, this is already the second biggest company." Right? It's, they're a very they're a company with a very impressive distribution deal, and they're making yeah, the right noises. That happened after great. we recorded. It last did. So we need to talk about that. TNT. In a yeah. Yeah. Um, they're back in the wrestling business. Uh, yeah. They um, like I say, they uh, it's very good that. Yeah, it's good that they're doing so well, and I think it's great. But I think this this may sort of temper some expectation in the sense that some people think after Double or Nothing, AEW is going to be the number one company in the world, and that's just not going to happen. No. But similarly, you know, I don't think they should be pilloried for this for the way this has turned out. I do think they should be maybe this should allow them to maybe rein it in a little bit and go, you know, maybe have these things planned a little better than you did. Yeah. But also, there's rumors that it could be a visa issue as well. But I that sounds like a cover yes. story to me. I sound like, oh, no, it's a visa issue. Like, no, they've no. got food poisoning. They're not there, <laughs> are they? No. Um, but I'm looking forward to Double or Nothing still. Uh, did you see the announcement last night? Of yes, who's but in I the, don't remember uh, what it was. Of who was in the uh, Casino Battle Royale. I did, but I don't remember what it was. Sean Spears. That's right, yeah. yeah. It's perfect. Tension. He drew 10 of diamonds. He's the only one to reveal his card so far. Oh, they've right, been okay. drawing the cards on being elite, but he's the only one to reveal it. Of course he would. Um, yeah, because the the gimmick of it is slightly basically. Well, I think it's basically so long as he didn't explicitly say I'm the perfect ten Ty Dillinger. Yeah, I, I mean the gimmick. Of the, I mean the, the gimmick 10. of the match is slightly convoluted oh, oh. with the five people coming out at a time. Yeah, and yeah still, I'm not um, hugely the, keen on that. My really favorite good. angle going into this was the angle of uh, best friends because you know how much I love Chuck Taylor. Yes, you've talked about best friends. Yeah, you literally, uh, literally. I think I heard you and Daryl have this conversation two weeks ago. What did we talk about? I don't know if the match had been booked then, but certainly you were talking about the fact that the best friends were trying to get the main card instead of being in the casino. Yeah, did we talk about how they did it? With, uh, um, yeah. on they sent a video message to Cody where their faces were blurred out. Like, yes, yeah, so yeah, you did talk about that. Yeah, because well, yeah, um, I only knew about it through you because I don't watch being the elite. Okay, uh, but <laughs> they're against Angelico and Jack Evans. Yes, they are. Which will be really good. Except it'll have Jack Evans on it, so it won't. No, Jack Evans, like no, Jack Evans is still Jack Evans. Don't, don't try and. Ja- don't. I saw him have a singles match in Fight Club. Uh, and don't it was try really and turn good. me around on Jack Evans. Jack Evans was heel because it was in Manchester, and he's a legitimate Liverpool fan. Oh my god! And he just openly like started singing Liverpool songs. Okay, that's and got funny. booed to hell. And then Angelico was really good. I haven't seen them team in a long time, so I'll be quite excited to see that. And best friends are great, so. So I assume with Paige and Pack off of the uh, bill, the match we're all looking forward to now is Omega Jericho too. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to Cody and Dustin. I was. I'm, I'm looking forward. It'll to... still be. Uh, it'll I, be I, a very good three star match. I'm genuinely looking forward to that match because I've always felt like as Goldust, he's great, but. I really like Dustin Rhodes. I've always really liked him. Forgetting about his TNA run. But uh, in WCW, when he was the nightmare Dustin Rhodes and the natural and all that, I really liked him. So I'm quite looking forward to seeing him in this match. You're going to be watching it on ITV4? I don't know and if I'm going to stay ITV up box for office? it. I might stay up for it. I think you get the replays if you buy the first one. I'm not completely sure. Yeah, I- I'm thinking of staying up for it, though. Yeah, I can't decide if I will or not. I probably won't. Because at the, at the moment, I'm I'm not really sleeping late. Like when it gets, it takes me ages to get to sleep now. So I tend to have this weird thing where I get really sleepy about five o'clock 
and then I get my like second boost, and then I can't sleep. So if it's still out on Saturday, I'm gonna be now. Little Mo, when he does that, he has a nap. So put yourself down with your tigger and um, <laughs> get get your little blankie, and that's that's what to do. Just in case Daryl makes a comment later, because Daryl would have made a comment there. He said tigger. Yeah, Daryl, <laughs> you're a horrible person. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm in two minds about whether to buy it. I probably, I probably won't, to be honest. Not because, of, but not because I don't want to, because actually I think the price point is quite good, and I love the fact that it's on pay per view over here. Yeah. And I genuinely would like to support it. It's literally just the fact that I don't think I'll be, I'll have the time to watch it when I want to watch it. So mm. that's part of the reason I probably won't buy it. But well, I will watch. What I think I'll do is I'll watch the ITV4 show, yeah. and if it, um, if it intrigues me enough, I'll probably end up buying the pay per view. I'm looking what forward to some of the Starcast stuff as well. I'm looking forward to TNT. Yeah, Back in the wrestling TNT. business. Yeah, we said we'd talk about it just now, didn't we? So, like, they've confirmed they've got a deal with TNT. Finally confirmed it. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what their TV product's like. It's going to be in the fall. It's exciting. Certainly the biggest um, TV deal in like since TN- TNA went on Spike. That's, yeah. That's great news, isn't it? Yeah, and TNT's still a big network, so... Well, it's TNT drama now, isn't it? It's not just TNT. Yeah. But they're going to be on TNT drama. I wonder if they might rebrand. Did you notice all the flames? Flames. Yeah. Nitro flames. Tuesday yeah. Night Dynamite. They're back in the Raz. They've not confirmed that. They've yet, not confirmed they? the but day, no. It's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, apparently. All right, okay. Wednesday Night it. Dynamite doesn't sound quite as good to me. Wednesday night. You know what they should be, do, though? Really, they should um, They should find a T, a T, uh, a T word, and that could be t- Tuesday night, whatever it is, which would also be TNT. Boom. Tuesday Night Tornado. Yeah, Tuesday Night Tornado. See, it's no less or more stupid than Tuesday Night Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Exciting, be, though. Yeah. Could, like, do you know what? For a company that's done nothing, <laughs> good for them. Like, why not? I almost wonder if that's a bit of an advantage to them, actually. Like, One of the comments they make on Being the Elite this week was that they're now a primetime TV t-shirt company. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Tuesday Night T-shirts. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it. Tuesday so night tees. You can have that one. Just be Tuesday night say, Actually, I was going to say you can have that one for free, guys, but you can't. You need to pay me uh, uh, pro wrestling tees. Yeah, if WB don't buy any more of his ideas, we're going to be going to need some of that money soon. Exactly. Right, we've got two more things to cover. One of them is really, really depressing, and one of them is, uh, a, is about a very supposedly dark subject, but also quite lighthearted so i think we should cover the really depressing one and then yeah. end on the mildly lighthearted note because we promised something to the listeners and we didn't deliver on the date that we said we would so we should probably deliver as best we can on the following yeah. date so the first thing is um uh, obviously this happened a little bit we're a little bit detached from it now because it happened a little while ago but um ashley Mazzaro uh passed away uh i think are we talking seven or eight days ago now it was at the weekend geez was as recently as that yeah so it just feels like it's happened it feels like it's been a fact in my life for a it, long time. It's weird because there seems to be like, there's almost like waves of stuff coming out about it rather than it being like a, a constant news thing for a few days and it dies down. It seems like you're given a day or two after each thing. Was it the weekend or was it? I, I genuinely, that's what I'm yeah, not um, sure about. So I'm trying yeah, to find out now. Hold on. It was Friday. It was Friday. Yes. So, it lo- so she was only 39 or was she younger than that? 39. 39. Yeah. And she'd recently been talking about maybe making a comeback. And from accounts that are going around today, it looks like it was suicide, which... Yes, it seems so. I mean, I think 
realistically we probably could have expected that anyway with the fact that no cause of death was yeah announced and her mental state and what she's been through um, so um this it it really strangely hit me this well not strange if anyone knows like me personally and stuff that's happened in my past and even recently will know that this is a subject that's kind of weird for me um seeing all this happen like aside from we'll talk about the other stuff that relates to it in a second i want definitely talk about this part first it's absolutely horrible that there's someone out there like it almost feels like again i'll say aside from the stuff that we will talk about in a second that this she came around at a time when like i'm not going to pretend that she was this amazing athlete or anything she was obviously she was an okay athlete because she managed to kind of get the grasp of in the ring stuff but she was someone who came along at a time when the women weren't valued as anything other oh than my god have object. you seen dave's talked about it oh no we'll talk about sorry it. Yeah. i would I, I literally i was trying to get some more information on it but yeah we'll yeah. talk about that in a minute so she came around at a time when women were only really looked at as kind of sex objects yes and they were just something pretty to look at and she it is really creepy to consider that there was a time when they hired from catalogs yeah you know what i mean literal catalogs they just went cheese fit yeah just going through like Victoria's even more secret, creepy when you consider that two of the people that they almost certainly hired from those catalogs uh now have the person who hired them as their stepfather yeah <laughs> oh twins that'd be sorry oh twins that'd be nice <laughs> but she came from that period and it was almost like when wb was kind of done with her she just got thrown to the side and mm. having to deal with that because she was the big star like she was almost going to be the next leader well like they were they were pushing her as like that sort of thing yeah she, and she, she was... did playboy and everything and that was still a big deal yeah. and she had it, it was kind of crazy how she rose up very quickly had all this like success but with the caveat of how they viewed women in wwe and then suddenly it was all over and then for all the talk that wwe does all this stuff to support people afterwards with any issues she's someone who's made public her issues in the past few years but the wwe's not had anything to do with it and it relates to some other things um it's just really sad and the fact that she's left a daughter behind and a daughter's statement was the thing that really did me yeah when she was like i don't want to accept this and oh it's just so horrible and you never want to see something like this it's just it's so upsetting uh also upsetting is the other stuff related to it well and this is where my tone changes yeah well this is where i mean like i wouldn't inc- I don't know if I would actually, do you know, I was going to say I would encourage anyone to read it, but I'm not sure I would encourage no, anyone to read no. it. No, uh, well, no. What I would it, say is it's a hard read and it's a horrible thing to read. But if you have, if you are, first of all, mystified as to why, you know, someone like Ashton Masara might drive herself, to, might be, have been driven to something like, not drive herself, but have been driven to something like this. And secondly, if you're someone who, um, you know, seeks the sort of, I don't want to say seeks the truth because it sounds like a very conspiracy yeah. theorist type thing. But you know, you you have a you you want to know like the real truth behind some things that happened. Or a lawyer, I believe, released an affidavit that she'd submitted. So this in is the lawsuit from a few. This years is ago. WWE's fault as well. So the reason they haven't been forthcoming in helping Ashley Mazzaro or had her come back on any of these things where they brought women back from that era is because she. Ch- 
attempted to sue the WB a few years ago. Didn't she join part of a class action lawsuit? Yeah. Like there was a, there was a lawsuit that I don't know if it got thrown out or there was yeah, but there was a class action lawsuit that she joined. Yeah. I think she joined that specifically. So the WBE, after her death, posted saying, "Oh, here's the uh, here's a letter she sent us to apologize for being involved in the in the lawsuit." Yeah. But it brought up all these questions like, well, she doesn't really apologize in it, but she explains her reasons. And now it's come out all the stuff about why. And the story is, the short of it is, uh, she was sexually assaulted on a tour of Iraq, was it? Or was it on... It was one of the tribute to the troops. It was basically on a tribute to the troops tour, yeah. She was assaulted by a a soldier. Yeah, a soldier. Someone who who claimed to be a doctor. Yeah. Essentially, in this situation. And Vince McMahon apparently, uh, allegedly, told her not to press charges. No. I think part now it's horrific, right? Um, I think it speaks to a wider issue than just WWE. It's very easy to dismiss a lot mm. of these things as God isn't just wrestling the worst, and it's very easy to say that. I think definitely there's an element of that, yeah. but I think it speaks to a wider um, culture across. I mean, we certainly have a lot of it over here, but even more so in America about the inability to criticize the military yeah and the consequences that it has so but like i say i'm not i'm absolutely not defending a good example is what's the uh clint eastwood film uh the one he directed with bradley cooper in american sniper yes that guy is an awful person yeah but you can't say that because he's a soldier and he did some heroic things but generally he was a, he was a terrible person but we don't talk about because he's a soldier and you know america and all that and soldiers are great like what they do is great, but as people, you know, some of them, it's like all society, isn't it? Um, so, but it's just that thing where, like, this is only ten years ago, and it's amazing how different the culture was for them to say that. In terms they of understand doing it like, themselves as well, that like not only, not only is it disgraceful that they were sort of taken part in it, but they also then what left her in Saudi Arabia without a burqa as well. Yeah. Something like that. So basically, she not only she already been through this horrific ordeal, she also was then basically left to fend for herself. Yeah, they they completely left her be, and then they did it to her again when they when she left. Yeah, and they left her out there, and it's just horrible, and it, it it's kind of one of those things that like this this as an individual thing is terrible and awful, and if you do want to go read the stuff, go read it. Just prepare yourself because it's awful. Yeah, reading. It's, 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 it makes makes food. It makes for horrible reading, but the simple fact is that it is something that she says happened, something that yeah. she states to be a fact. So that makes that alone makes it worth at least investigating into. It's and just a, r- a really sad story, and I feel the reason it's not having the massive impact that it probably should is because as wrestling fans, we're used to these sad stories. There's so many of them. I think we're used and to. The, you're right in the sense that we're used to these type of stories, but I, I don't know. This is this is like on a whole other level for me. I feel like if it was any other industry, when that when that affidavit got made public, it'd be massive news, and people I'm would be calling for Vince McMahon's head. I'm actually going to disagree with you there. And again, I think partly because of the wider culture i think there can be an element of oh god it's wrestling again just wrestling does what wrestling wants and i think there is an element of that but i think it's part of the wider inability or fear of criticizing the military Mm. realistically i think if it happened in any other setting you could quite easily go 
if this if any other section other than if it wasn't a soldier yeah if it wasn't a soldier related i think you could easily dismiss well not dismiss it but you could easily term it as wrestling being wrestling and everyone being a closed shop and everything else yeah. like that. i think the soldier thing makes it a wider issue mm. i'm not suggesting that this would definitely have happened in other companies not by any stretch of the imagination and i do think the fact that it is wb just speaks to the way that that company runs and the way that the company is run and behaves but i do think the whole issue is a wider issue in terms of the sort of inability to criticize soldiers uh, i mean there was the whole the, the torture and abuse scandal was barely even news until it literally couldn't not be news some years ago and i think this is on those sort of lines in terms of the way that these people um the, the way that companies and news networks and stuff fear sort of reporting and even acknowledging these sort of things yeah it's it's a particularly sad story and yeah it's just it's horrible dave's had his say then here we so go yeah, let's what's... let's just make you dislike dave Meltzer even more dave Meltzer, AEW employee i mean no <laughs> not employee uh Considering Judge Vanessa Bryant threw out the case with that affidavit and her constant burying of Kyrgios, who's the, the the lawyer, it sounds like she didn't believe a word of it. And more than anything, since it was her case, that's the person you should either credit or lay the blame on this for. So, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Right. Yeah, let's move there on. There you go. You just in case, in case you're spending money on the Wrestling Observer, everyone, just remember that's who you're spending. Instead, you're spending. donate your money to the swear box because I've just had to restrain myself a lot. Yes, but you did very well. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to pay the swear box for Dan, uh, that's what we should do. We should set up a Patreon, right? And they, they could pay the swear box for you to swear about Dave <laughs> Meltzer. That'd be good. I like it. Right. Let's 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 say this. If anyone who listens to this subscribes to Wrestling Observer and sends us half of their subscription fee for next month and their cancellation notice, yeah. I will do a full Dave Meltzer rant. Yeah, and... yeah, I'm okay with that. If I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's I think... five pounds the limit anyway for the thing. Yeah. So yeah, send us cancel Go your subscription. It. Send us half. Yeah. You keep half. And you'll get the yeah, exactly. full on. You'll get a full episode where I'll just be able to go off because I'll have hit my limit. Exactly. <laughs> and morally speaking, you'll feel a lot better as well because you won't be spent sending money to Dave Meltzer, who doesn't pay his writers. There you go. Right. Let's let's finish on a something that we promised to the listeners. Okay. And in fact, you're nearly putting your hand on the copy of exactly what it I've is. I picked right. it up now. So we promised on May 19th that we were going to do our first Royal Grumble Book Club, didn't we? Yeah. We didn't do it, but. Well, May 19th, every, in a way, every day is May 19th when you're <laughs> Kane. So, Journey into Darkness, the unauthorised biography of Kane. A novel by Michael Chiapetta. A, a novel by Michael Chiapetta. So, I'll, I'll read the blurb off the back. Yep. Kane has always been a dark, complex and haunted man, and fans have always been drawn to him. They have wondered what caused his pain and suffering. What was his motivation? Instead of basking in the glow of the spotlight, Kane has shunned attention. Kane did not utter a single word for the first years of his career. In a time when superstars screamed for attention, he drew the, in the masses with only his presence. Journey into Darkness is the story of a boy who suffers an unspeakable childhood tragedy, losing his family in a fiery blaze. This left him alone and at the mercy of strangers who whispered about his friendless child who must be cursed. Follow Kane into a terrifying place that few would dare to go. His life. Ooh. So, it's the Kane book. Which I have read cover to cover. Yes. Right. 
What are some particular favourites then, Dan? So, first off, the book is split into two books. Right, Old Testament and New. Great. Yeah, and it's pretty much like that. So the first half of the book covers his upbringing and everything. So Cain's real Cain name... Cain in Spain. Does it mention Cain in Spain at all? No, no. Ah, oh, devastated. So Cain actually is from Spain. Well, his name's not Cain. Cain's his mother's maiden name. <laughs> this is great. So this is right. This is the unauthorized canon of Cain, isn't it? Yeah. Which also gets the canon of Cain incredibly wrong at multiple points. But so, okay, yeah, let's go. He's Glenn Calloway. Of course he is. He's Glenn Calloway. Yeah, Calloway family. They have a funeral home. <laughs> uh, he's the weird freaky child. And he's got his brother, Mark, who's the popular one. The perf- yeah, perfectly normal, him. Yeah. And... The kids like him because, like, you know, whenever there's a power outage, he's like, don't worry, lads, raises his arms. Yay, the Nintendo's back on. So there's a guy who hangs around the funeral home called Paul Grimm. Paul Grimm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I imagine that's the point at which Percy Pringle joined his copy in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it came a little later. Okay. So one night, Kane wakes up and the funeral home is on fire. He runs out and realises that no one else has made it out of the fire and it's too late to go back in and save anyone. Another thing is that he's got a uh, disease that means he can't feel pain. So he gets oh, badly he's got burnt. The, the Tomorrow Never Dies disease. Yeah, so he gets badly Robert burnt. Robert Carlyle in Tomorrow it. Never Dies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's left an orphan and he thinks his brother's dead, Mark Calloway, and his parents are dead. And before this, his mother was obsessed with the fact because her her mid name's Kane, and it turns out there's a Kane family curse. Oh no! Yeah, uh, their great 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 grandmother was a witch, and she cursed the family for not protecting her. And all this stuff has happened through the years. You bloody hate it when you find out your great 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 grandmother was a witch. Yeah, not again. So, uh, gl- little Glenn, uh, yep. little kid, covered in burns, he's in ward, he's an orphan. So they send a support worker. Ah. To Knox County, where I assume they live. No, no, not Knox County. <laughs> Martha, Texas. Of course, Texas. Home. Yeah. Of Martha, course, Texas, Texas yeah. is the home. Martha, why did you say that name? <laughs> so uh, his caseworker shows up, Melissa Vick. No way. <laughs> who has a little daughter who's really good at talking to strangers. Oh, good. Katie Vick. Katie Vick is mentioned. There you uh, go. That's your first Katie he goes Vick mentioned. Through, he goes through a Childhood few different. Friends. He goes through a few different homes, and stuff happens in those homes to continue making him think there's a curse. Yeah. Um. Book one of this isn't really that bad. All right. Okay. Really. Book one, like, I mean, it, it's not, it's not Stephen King, but uh, <laughs> it's. It's not the worst. Okay. It's just the fact that when you know all the ridiculousness. So eventually, like, Katie Vick ends up being, like, his best friend, pretty much. And then his girlfriend. And then at the end of book one, there's a night where they've gone to a party together. And then they're driving home. And the car crashes. And and Kane can't save her. Oh, no. Yeah. So Katie Vick dies. Yeah. But they think Glenn Calloway is dead too. Oh. So book two starts with him living as a hermit on a dock. On a dock. Where he works as a security guard. Brilliant. Like he helps them out and ends up working as a security guard. And he starts making some discoveries, like the fact that Paul Grimm is still alive and has changed his name to Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer. And his brother's still alive. What? Yeah, Paul Paul Grimm had stolen his brother away. No way. And had bla- and, and had uh, been drugging him. 
to make him think that make him forget about his past and everything. Yeah. So yeah, uh, eventually he sees all the stuff where Undertaker, where Paul Bearer turns on Undertaker and decides to go and find them. Uh-huh. So this is where he goes to Spain to train oh, out to be a wrestler. Kane goes to Spain, yes. Yeah, he goes and trains to be a wrestler. Kane in Spain. And comes back. And the ma- the Kane mask, that was right. a Kane family heirloom. It was a death mask. Oh. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, he eventually finds Paul Grimm again. He, he, he starts to drug him. And he gets debuted in WWE. And that's where it goes downhill. It's just... <laughs> I love that it goes downhill after what they've already established. Yeah, the the last few chapters are really tough to get. Like, it, you get through it, but uh, it's something else. It's just, it kind of flashes through like a year and a half. Pretty much everything up until him getting involved in DX is in the end, the last like two chapters of the book, the last Great. like 20 pages. <laughs> uh, where it's just like, yeah, and then he, he kept challenging the Undertaker and he set him on fire and then they had a match and Undertaker beat him. Brilliant. And you couldn't figure out why. So the last the last few pages becomes four one one with yeah. an additional like K monologue in between. Pretty much. I mean it changes the canon quite a bit. Yeah. The first half of the book, like I said, is not terrible. Uh-huh. It's not it's never gonna win a prize. No. Nope. It's not gonna win book a prize or anything. But the first half of the book is definitely readable. The second half of the book is just kinda like you could tell that like, it really put effort into planning out the first half of the book. <laughs> and the second and then half... And probably WWE went, we need it now! But now we need the second half. How does he end up wrestling with the guy who killed his family? Um, yeah, Paul Bearer convinces him that The Undertaker killed the family when actually it was him. Uh-huh. And yeah. Also, for some reason, the reason why they thought The Undertaker was dead was because there was a load of other bodies in the basement that weren't part of the funeral home. There was just a bunch of bodies. And they make a reference later where it's Paul Grimm like talking to himself going, yeah, with all the other bodies from my experiments, they couldn't pick out whose was whose. So hold on, is Paul Grimm like, who's that guy who had all the bodies in the basement? What's the guy? John I mean, John Wayne Gacy? Bit John Wayne Gacy, bit, yeah. bit Fred West. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And it just gets really confusing and convoluted. Um, this is the very short version. Um and because it's been like two weeks since I finished the book as well. Yeah. So um, how many canes out of five would you give it? Would you say it lights a fire under Knox County? <laughs> it lights a fire under Martha, Texas. There you go. It, right. If it lights a fire under Martha, Texas, there's your recommendation. Yeah. For the book Speaking club. of which, did you see uh, what Kane did on stage when he did his, he did like a speech and no. some guy came out and did something to annoy him. So then they dropped the lights and he chokes on someone through a table. Wow. Yeah. That's so American. Lighting a fire under Knox County. Yeah. It's like, I'm the rare, and remember, if I don't like you, I'll set you on fire and kill you to death. (laughs) (laughs) From the mayor of Knox County, Glenn Jacobs. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, for uh, lending me a copy of the book to read. Yes, thank you, Paul. That was. It killed a few evenings for me. Yeah, a genuinely fascinating. I also killed. You know, all of Kane's family. So there is that. I'm going to pass it over to Graham now. Yes. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Once he's put little Mo to bed, yeah. he can is, get reading it. He knows, he knows the twists and turns, but trust I me, I can't it's wait worth for, it. It's the journey that I'm looking forward to. It's worth a read. Absolutely. It, it's, it, it colours in some of the gaps. If there's <laughs> something else I can add to it, I'll add it 
on the next uh, on a later show. That's brilliant. Right, it's, it's going to be an ongoing book club where we've in like we just a read month's the time. Book. In months time, you're going to give a review of it, and then Daryl's going to read we're it. We have to make Daryl we'll... read, aren't we? I have to teach him to read. Maybe it. you should do an audio book for him. Oh, 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 that would be interesting. We'll have to do it all in <laughs> Kane's voice. Uh, oh, maybe the first half has to be in a voice box, doesn't it? I will. <laughs> well, the voice box is explained. Of course it is. He had injuries to his vocal cords in the fire, and oh. they got worse and worse for his life. So but before he debuted, got better. Paul Bearer got him a voice box. Great. Yeah, but then the, they got, got better later. It was fine. Yeah. Well, he never fully needed it. It was just so he could talk comfortably. Splendid. Yeah. There you go. On that note, that's the end of the Royal Grumble for today. Thank you very much for listening. It's great to be back. Don't forget to go to twitter.com slash Pod to interact with us and tell us about your version, your enjoyment of the Kane book. Um, uh, you can find us on royalgrumble.co.uk for every uh, latest episode. Uh, don't forget to go to facebook.com slash Pod. Sorry, slash Grumble no pod as well. Um, and that is it. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Goodbye.